This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, August 12th, wherever and however you're connected, Always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Photo Day Specialist Jerem Jordan. Yesterday, BYU football had its photo day, so it's fun. They take pictures in, uh, you know, the different jerseys, headshots, team photo. They have one where they're in a uh, suit jacket, but they're definitely not in suit pants. Uh, they're just like in athletic shorts, so that's always fun. But they took that yesterday. You know how hard it is to just get your own immediate family in a picture and everyone's smiling and looking and the baby's looking yes, towards yes, the camera? Yes. Can you imagine having like 140 people, the team, the staff, uh, the coaches? The, <laughs> like This would be such, such an event. The tight end's trying to do a pyramid. Good to see Sione Finau out there. I mean, uh, this was quite the event. So props to uh, you know Brandon Despain and the Stu Collin, and his social team, and BYU Photo and everybody for wrangling these uh, this herd of cats yesterday. Yes, cats being the operative word. I mean, they are the BYU Cougars, right? Yes, I used it yes. on purpose. Yes, indeed. Well played. There was a Super Bowl commercial a few years ago where they talked about uh, you know being a, a wrangler or a cowboy with not with cattle but of cats. It was like one of the more memorable, funny Super Bowl commercials. These these cowboys out there wrangling <laughs> herds of cats. It's all, it's a similar thing yesterday. Here's your show lineup. We're wrangling all of you in for us uh, on our show today. Kyle Whittingham, the head coach at Utah, has taken another level to this BYU-Utah rivalry, or should I call it the in-state game, Jerem. He was asked... Well, we'll get into it. He was asked about BYU, and uh, we have a lot to discuss in that regard. Plus, we've got a Dax Milne trading card update, Jerem. Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't have mentioned it on the show if we really wanted it. <laughs> we're not buying it now. Well, we're pretty cheap, I guess. Blaine Fowler will join us in the B Block. <laughs> Probably not to discuss trading cards, but definitely to discuss what Kyle Winningham said. We've got a loaded show. Don't go anywhere. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Fall camp continues. Practice six today for Los Cats de BYU. The battle for the starting quarterback continues. Head ball coach Klein Stocke discusses the quarterback race. As far as separation goes, uh, not um, highly visible right now, other than all three are much better than they were in spring, and they improve every day. So it's it's getting a little bit more difficult, but uh, it's really no fault of theirs. They're, they're just stepping up and making some big plays, and um, I, I anticipate uh, some separation soon, especially when we start doing a lot more 11-on-11 work, and uh, that, that'll probably happen in the next uh, week, week and a half or so. Follow BYU TV Sports and BYU Sports Nation for the latest from practice, highlights, recaps, interviews, and so on. The next media availability is Saturday. Okay. BYU football in at number 31 in the preseason SP Plus rankings. Three of BYU's opponents Currently ranked higher than the Cougs. USC has the highest ranking at number 14. The average rank of BYU's entire schedule of FBS opponents comes in at 59. So pretty balanced, but understandably tough schedule. NFL preseason games continue tonight, including the Washington football team featuring Dax Milne at the New England Patriots, featuring Kyle Van Noy and Harvey Longy. Also, Kyrus Tonga is listed as a starting nose tackle on the Bears' first depth chart. Good for Kyrus. How about that? Bad for a seventh rounder. 
Well, yeah. I mean, he's getting paid, and now he's uh, going to be a starter. Good, good for Kyrus. BYU men's basketball announcing that they will play Utah on November 27th. Why is that prominent? Because BYU football will be visiting USC in the Coliseum in Los Angeles on that same day. Huge day for BYU athletics between USC football and BYU against Utah in Salt Lake City at the Huntsman Center. I know you remember this. BYU beat Utah 82-64 last season. Yoli Childs had nine points, five boards, two assists in 15 minutes in the Lakers' 91-82 loss to the Knicks in the NBA Summer League. BYU women's soccer, shockingly, wins their alumni game 9-2. That's the current team against the we-haven't-played-in-a-few-years players. Cameron Tucker with a hat trick. Hey, Cougs, uh, they have an exhibition game, so kind of a real game, this Saturday against Weaver State. I, I have a mild issue with the current team playing. The moms of two have not, you know, maybe they're not in the same shape they used to be. That's an unfair matchup. True. Like, like the alumni are coming to have a good time back on campus, and they walk away with a seven-goal loss. That's not a good feeling. Maybe they're like, hey, we scored twice against you guys. I can't believe you're going to score twice. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that. No, the current team's so good, and they're together, and they're like, you know, listen, I, I'm not trying to dog on the alumni team. I'm just like, how can they have the best experience possible? It's not losing 9-2. I know it's not that. Uh, love the soccer team. We're, we're excited about this. 163 Cougars made the West Coast Conference uh, honor roll, a thing I wouldn't have come even close to as a student at BYU. To do that, a person needs to have a 3.0 GPA and earn a varsity letter. So I would have come close, but not quite that. You would have come close, <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, all right. With some, uh, you know, tutors and stuff, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. If you had some extra help, maybe yeah. you feel more, you know, stronger about yes. it, right? Yes, But if I had to perform at a high level as an athlete, maybe not. Okay. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. More rivalry banter. Utah football head coach, former BYU football standout, Kyle Whittingham, was asked to say three nice thing, three nice things about Utah's rival. He then said the following, quote, uh, who's our rival? We've got rivals in conference. We've got rivals out of conference. Interviewer, you know doggone well I'm talking about BYU. Okay, back to Coach Whittingham. Oh, that in-state game. Well, the dynamic has changed because they are no longer in the same conference. We were in the same conference forever. 50, 60, 70, 80 years. I can't remember what it was. So it's changed, and we've started to develop a little bit of a rivalry with USC, Colorado, Arizona State. There's just been some things that are starting to materialize inside the Pac-12, and so that's why I ask that question. But uh, let's skip to the next question. End quote. Jerem, what is your reaction to that answer from Kyle Whittingham when he was asked to say three nice things about his rival? This is BYU TV, so we got to keep PC. But answer the question, okay? <laughs> just answer the question. Why can't you answer the question? Uh, yeah, I'm annoyed. Uh, I wish Kyle would just answer the question. Like, do we think that Kalani would answer the question? Yes. Yeah. Kalani did work at Utah for, what, nine years? So that, that that dynamic, like, obviously he can appreciate both sides, loves both sides, loves the people, da-da-da. Like, this quote doesn't help if you're ever trying to simmer things down, right? I don't know that Kyle is. In fact, I think maybe it's the opposite. Um, yeah, listen, if BYU had won nine in a row, maybe we would feel differently in this moment. 
In fact, I think we would. Sure. Um, the sting yeah. wouldn't be as significant. Yeah. No, I'm annoyed. It's like, just answer the question. Just answer the question. If That's he all I want out of this. If he Come doesn't on, have three nice things to say about his rival, then just say that. Honestly, I don't have three nice things to say about right. my rival. I, okay. I loved going, like, just answer the question. I loved going to school there. Obviously, I'm on the, on the other side of this right now. We feel like we've developed other rivalries. But listen, your main rival is BYU. Like, ask your fans. Ask you. Also, if you had, like, I went to Copper Hills. We said that Bingham was our rival. <laughs> Bingham had no clue that was the case. Okay. Okay. Riverton was probably more of a rival or West Jordan, but Bingham was the big bad in this case. This is not the same relationship, but it's just an example, okay? Because BYU is better than Copper Hills was to Bingham, if yes, you will. Yes, yes. So Bingham was like, sorry, what? You're what? That's USC to, <laughs> to Utah. Utah. Yeah. Um, Utah hasn't won the Pac-12 yet. They're not like some big dog. In this rivalry, yes, they're feeling like a big dog. They've won nine of They them. should. They should. And uh, Utah's in the mighty Pac-12. Shouldn't they win this game every year? Blah, blah, blah. No, that's not the case. I, yeah, I, I just want an answer. Just answer the question. Why, why you got to be a tool? Why you got to be a tool like that? Like, that's a tool move. Come on, man. I know that I Ari- like Kyle. I don't like this answer. I know that Arizona State fans hate Utah, and Utah fans hate Arizona State, too. Like, the Twitter revolution. That doesn't make it a rivalry. Has added to that. And, yeah, there's been some back and forth. That's Wyoming-BYU. Exactly. It's, not no a ri- it's a rivalry for them, not for BYU. There's no like significant history there. Like, tell me what is the rivalry moment between Arizona State and Utah? Well, one moment doesn't make a rivalry. I know. You need to have a bunch I'm of. I'm trying to give yeah. him the benefit of the doubt here. Like, what's like, the rivalry? Like BYU moment? and Pepperdine and men's. Si- nope. Mm-mm. No. Naturally, Spence, in conference, you will have pseudo rivals, but the rival is BYU. Come on, yes. Man. Come on, man. That in-state game. All right. So yeah, it's annoying. But in a way, I'm okay with this because I just want the fire that BYU feels of whatever. And people say, don't use the word hate, but uh, it's, uh, it's, I a, hate it's, Utah. it's a heated rivalry. Max, okay. Fuel the fire. Like, stoke it up. Remind them of this every single day. Give them some type of added motivation to go and I would hope they don't need anything. The street. Right. But if hey, they need something, hurt. I have a problem. It doesn't hurt. It's like, kid, it's, it's, it's come to this where he like won't even address the fact that we're here. We're just the in-state game. We're the team down south. Yeah. We're the in-state game. Like, Again, it's like two days Pour in a more row. gasoline on the fire. Pour more on the fire. It's... <sighs> I don't want BYU players to feel like they have to need anything. If you're not motivated enough after what has happened the last decade, I have a massive no, issue. No, the thing is they can, they can they, I'm sure they feel motivated. But this, tell me this doesn't no like buts. make the flame pop a little bit higher and the fire burn a little bit hotter. I would hope that cup is full and you're pouring more water in and none can go in. It's full, baby. Like, <laughs> we all do this with the dishes. You know what I mean? It's like, no, it's full. Like, just let it soak. You're good. It would, like, it's all good. I, I guess my issue yeah. here is if BYU had won nine games in a row, like would Lavelle Edwards have ever answered the question this way? Because they no. did win. They did win nine in a row. No, Lavelle would have had a classy response. Right. I, they they saying, won eighteen of twenty. I'm not saying what. He, like I like Kyle Whittingham as a guy. I know you do, and I, think I don't he's an incredible like football this, coach. I do, He's too good of a football coach. In fact, that's the issue. Most people think that, that BYU will not beat Utah again until Kyle Whittingham is done in Salt Lake City. What do we believe more? That or that BYU won't win the WCC until Mark Few's gone at Gonzaga? Like, what's the stronger I, <laughs> <laughs> I believe BYU will beat Utah soon. It might be this year. 
I don't know. It, it's going to happen. They're not going to run off John Wilner's 27-game win streak. That's not going to happen, okay? Because guess what? Utah's not going to be good every year. At some Utah's point, not be good every year. the bounces will go significantly enough in the favor of BYU that they might luck into a win. Okay, I'm surprised BYU that they haven't. Up? I'm surprised they haven't yet. Uh, yeah, how, yeah. How come? When's BYU going to go up 35 nothing in the first quarter? <laughs> 20 nothing wasn't enough in 2018 at Utah. Well, 20 nothing over BYU in Las Vegas Bowl wouldn't have been enough for Utah either because uh, BYU yeah. scored uh, 28 unanswered. A lot of this emotion stems from the nine-game losing streak. Of course. It really does. In fact, it might be entirely what the emotion is, the, the fed-up nature of BYU not winning the game. Le- and maybe it's less about Conley answering the question. But all it is is like, don't, from, from this side of the coin, don't act like you don't know that. Don't act like you, we aren't your rival and you've moved on to bigger and better things. We're talking about a single game. We're not talking yeah. about your whole season. Yes, if BYU was in the Pac-12 or the Big 12 and Utah wasn't, we would probably be similarly annoying and snarky. But I would hope that Kalani Stake would answer the question. Yes, even if BYU had won That's nine in saying. a row now. Yes. Kalani would answer still answer the question. The question. And he'd probably say, they have an incredible football coach. He's an amazing mentor to me. I love the program, the people up there. Uh, the athletic department was fantastic to me. Like he would, The he, fans are great or yes, whatever. Yeah, yes. yes. Just even if three. BYU had won nine in a row. Kalani would still answer that question. I don't know that he's not classy by answering in this way. I just wanted a more classy answer. (laughs) Again, I'm going to say it again so that if we chop this up on social media, this is not taken out of context. I like Kyle Whittingham. I I don't like this answer. (laughs) I kind of like it. I've been to the dude's house. I like Kyle. It gives a little bit more context to me building up to the game. Like, yes, it has come to this. I don't need Anything I know you don't. To get I know freaking juice. Are you sure? Because this has pushed you to this limit no, today. No, I feel no, no. On August twelfth, whatever. In a month and minus a day, I am jacked. <laughs> going in, I am jacked, Jimmer. Going into that game from ninety five oh. to two thousand eleven. Once I started producing, I couldn't go to the game. Minus my mission, I was at every game, every game, every time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to, you, <laughs> I don't need a warm-up to get excited or annoyed or reactive to this game. Yeah. Listen, BYU needs to build the good mojo a week before they take on Utah. And that starts with the win over Arizona. In how many days? Countdown to the Wildcats. 23 days. Now, I'm saying 20, and you're saying 20. Do we want to go hard to or soft well, my last name has a T in it, Linton? and it's Linton. Linton. So I, Linton. I would always err to the side of enunciating the T with the... Uh, you would t- always err? Just kidding. Well, it's plain words. Linton. So we're doing a hard T. Yes. One T. Yes. One, two, I'm, three D. I'm hearing my dad, Kent, say, now when you say your name over the air, Listen, make if, sure you enunciate the T. If it's Kent's telling Linton, us, If Kent's telling us to do the hard T, we're doing the hard T. Linton from Clinton by the mountain. I thought you were Spencer Litton from Clinton by the mountain. <laughs> I actually talked to a dude who's from Venezuela last night whose okay. parents were Portuguese, and he All said, right. I don't quite have the Utah accent. I'm not saying mountain. So I was like, good for you, man. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't digressed enough yet. Exactly. I mean, you say 23. Like, yeah, I say 23. But when we're, I guess when we're doing the countdown. 23. We're singing. Because we're singing. Oh, because we're singing. Enunciate. Men's chorus. What's yes. up? 
Our, Shout out to the homies. Our question of the day. Get out of here. <laughs> what is your reaction to Kyle Whittingham's comments about his rival? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. <laughs> this is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. What's the platform this person is weighing in on? Twitter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> at Matt Moon Double Zero on Twitter. Twitter. He's good at playing the rivalry. He knew the whole time who RJ was talking about yep. and trolled yep. BYU fans hard. Yep. I fell for it, and it made me dislike <laughs> Kyle Whittingham even more. <laughs> However, hashtag one is coming. Yes, yes. The belief. Yes, it is. <laughs> Listen, that's good. That's like an excellent PR move. Two days in a row, we have allowed, and I agree with it because we're a talk show, we should, these incendiary comments come in and then we get fired up and then, yeah. Yeah. It's a little first ticky, but it, sometimes you got to go there. <laughs> uh, Kevin McGee on, twi- on Twitter. Twitter. BYU needs to win and make it a rivalry again. Eh, it's a rivalry that's not determined by winning and losing. When it gets one-sided, whichever side has won for over a decade can say these types of things. You know what? You're right. Like, because Utah's won nine in a row, they can be uh, tools about that. From their tools from our perspective going, oh, gosh. Why? But let's not act like we're without sin yeah. here. Yeah. We can't be oh, casting no. stones. We we. We would do the same thing on the other <laughs> side. I would just hope we Kalani would answer that question, and I think he would. When if I, asked after nine in a row, I think yeah. he would. Yeah, that's who Kalani is. Yeah, right. Kalani's a different kind of dude. Yes. Yeah. By the way, when I say Twitter, okay, I feel like uh, a certain character named Moyer from a show I won't talk about. <laughs> right. From Craps Creek. <laughs> on the Twitter. Yes. <laughs> David. <laughs> Yes. Oh, my goodness. Weighing on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, who'd win a BYU Hoops alumni game? That is a great question. And would they mix up the teams or make it like all old guys versus the actual team like women's soccer did? Well, I have thoughts. That's a team. Blaine Fowler joins us next. He's going to sound off on his former teammate saying what he did about the rivalry. Or the not rivalry? This is BYU Sports. Oh, it's a rivalry. He just didn't want to answer the question. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU TV is sending two Cougar football fans not named Kyle Whittingham to the season opener against Arizona and Las Vegas. One grand prize winner gets a trip for two, including flight, transportation, and lodging, plus tickets to the game. Five second-place winners will receive a BYU football fan pack and a Roku. Follow BYU TV Sports on social media for details. Winner will be selected, and random entry does not guarantee a prize. The winners will be announced August 20th. On BYU Sports Nation, today's word is rock, R-O-C, as Not with in a K. Roar of the Cougars, rock. All right. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton. That is Jerem Jordan. One of my favorite things about this show and doing it live is when we find out something new, then we uh, can get juice and talk about some breaking news. And there is some within BYU football this morning. Listen to this. BYU Football has announced a partnership with Built Brands. As part of the partnership, Built Bar is agreeing to a multi-year name-image-likeness agreement with BYU players, including compensation to all members of the team, including compensation to all walk-on players in the amount comparable to the cost of tuition for the academic year. That's big time. 
Here's how the announcement this morning went down with the team. Nick, at Built, we want you to be employee number one. We want to pay for your tuition. Walk-on that's been busting his butt here a long time is Thomas Gunther. Where is he? Thank coach. We want you to be employee number two, and we want to pay for your tuition. Understandably, the hard work paying off. 36 players, all walk-ons, having their tuition paid for by Built Bar. Okay, but the story for me, Jeremy... So essentially on scholarship. It's It's not from BYU, it's from Built Brands, Built Bar. Name, image, likeness. Okay, so I look at that and I'm like, oh, that was amazing. That was so cool. But this kind of opens up a door to some grand things for BYU football, uh, notably their ability to support their players, show how they're going to do it, and then what does this do for recruiting and the direction of the program? It's big time because if you have a preferred walk-on who might have a scholarship offer elsewhere, and he, but he wants to be at BYU and he's worried about the financial part, he can come to BYU and, and multi-year deal. Okay, you can come to BYU and you can be essentially on scholarship, right? You're getting paid that money. And for the scholarship players, that's an additional ad to the scholarship, right? But for the walk-ons, okay, it's not as big of a financial sacrifice now because Built Bar and Built Brand is going to help you out, man. Apparently that's, that's amazing. is crushing right now. That's a recruiting advantage. <laughs> it really is. That's a thing that BYU can use. And I imagine other teams will try and simulate this. Yeah. But this is the first I've heard of nationally. Um, maybe there are others that are out there, but it feels like it's one of the first. I love this. Okay, you want to see what this means to the players? Let's go back to some more video and see this. Look, look at the emotion pouring over the face of Talmadge Gunther. Like who knows? Like my like my mom gave me um, like a hundred bucks and a bike and said good luck at BYU. Like you know what I mean? For, so these guys that are working their entire lives to get to this point, BYU as walk-ons, now they're essentially on a type of scholarship. I an NIL thing. love this That's so awesome. much. And you know, I'm thinking about walk-on players and them working part-time jobs. Like they they're working a full-time job as a football player. They're working a part-time job to try and make ends meet and then they're going to school, which is another like part-time to they full-time. They probably job. lose money to play football, like, right? It's inc- yeah. it's an incredible sacrifice. So I love the emotion 
that was pouring over his face. That is so cool. Uh, well done, Bilt Bar, and congratulations to the 36 walk-on players for BYU football. Joining us now is not a walk-on in his days, but a scholarship player, but someone who could certainly understand what this means to BYU football, Blaine Fowler, national champion quarterback. Blaine, you see that video. You see the emotion. Your son, Gavin, is part of the coaching staff. What does this mean to BYU football to have this deal put in place and moving forward? Well, I, I think it's huge, and, and it shows that BYU – and Kalani Sataki, they've been thinking about this name and image likeness thing for quite some time now. They've been anticipating that it was coming. And Kalani wanted to be certain that they don't just take care of the superstars. Like, I think Clemson's quarterbacks, let's face it, they're going to make a million bucks a year and and the NIL thing. And Kalani was like, that's all fine and dandy. We're going to have people that are going to have opportunities to make a bunch of money. But how do we take care of the whole program um, within the guidelines of what's what's allowed here. And this is the first step in that. I love that BYU is leading out on this. As you mentioned, Jerem, I don't know of anybody else that has announced a deal like this for walk-ons. And the impact in the long term on, rec- on recruiting is, I think, way bigger than any of us can actually fathom right now. Uh, because the way recruiting goes right now for BYU, you have your scholarship kids, right? And then... There's that next group that's that's just right there below. You know, you're, you're in fact some of them you're going back and forth on whether or not you should offer them the scholarship and offer the other guy a preferred walk on. Unfortunately, maybe that next ten or fifteen are good enough that they're going to get scholarship offers in other places. A few of them will come to BYU because that's what they've always wanted to do, and so they'll just come and play on their own time. But a bunch of those you lose and they go other places. And then you go to that next list of walk-ons that you have. And and those are the guys that run the prep team. And some of those surprise you, but the guys that you missed that you wanted to come as preferred walk-ons that go scholarships someplace else. Some of those guys end up being great players and going on and playing in the national football league. I mean, I'll in the next week or two, I'll, I'll do a little research and and we'll come back guys on the show and, and I'll make you a list of guys that BYU didn't get because they didn't have a scholarship for them that went elsewhere and ended up being big time. And I think we'll be surprised at some of those names. And so that changes the game in two ways. First of all, those guys that are, are borderline that develop and end up being great players, you get them now because there's no reason not to come. It's just as if they're on scholarship, right? And then secondly, the level of your prep teams, the teams that are getting your starters ready to play is significantly better. When you have a great walk-on program, and now this is kind of a walk-on slash not really a scholarship, but a walk-on slash sponsored program, like nobody else in the country at this point, You, your team is going to be better prepared because your prep teams are going to be that much better. Um, and so I, I think this thing in the long term has a huge impact. I love that BYU is leading out on this. And there were those that said, hey, this NIL thing is going to just benefit the Texases and Clemsons more than anybody else. BYU was very well positioned and and with all of the booming businesses in our market here in Utah, BYU is going to tap into that. And BYU will benefit from NIL as much as any team in the country. We're seeing that already. Amen. And we talked about the walk-ons. Let's talk about the scholarship players. So this will be the equivalent of tuition added to that. So now they are making money. Uh, before they had signed a couple of deals, to they were going to make money. Now there's another to add it. So Every player on the team is making money. If the walk-on chooses to spend it on tuition, that's great. Uh, That's up to them. But the scholarship players are now getting more and more. So it is an arms race. 
and BYU is competing, Blaine. That's the good news. Yeah, and they're in a very good position uh, to be able to do that because of the generous uh, boosters of BYU, the generous grads that have come through this program and want to give back. Um, there's a lot of folks out there that have businesses. And you think about the economy in this state right now, even on the heels, I don't know, I don't know if we're on the heels, maybe we're midfoot. Is that a better description of where we are with COVID? But, but even with COVID running rampant this last couple of years, this economy has flourished. And there are a lot of very generous folks, um, uh, you know, the, the built bar folks, very generous and wanting to give back. They have the means to do it. They can do it through their corporate structure. BYU is in a great position, guys. They can compete when it comes to this. They, they, they've got the generous donors. they got plenty of folks with successful businesses that want to help this program. I love this. And remember, i got a couple of kids that started out as walk-ons at, at BYU. This would have been unbelievable for them. And, and, and we're not in a position where some of them are where, where economically they can't even afford to come to school if they're a walk-on. This is going to help a lot of, a lot of young men, um, and it's going to make the program better, and it's going to help recruiting in a big, big way. Okay, Blaine, understandably, the recruiting gets a major boost. What do you think this will do for the morale of players 1 through 123 in their ability to compete and perform for their coaching staff? It, it just makes a huge difference. You can focus on practice. You mentioned it, uh, uh, that you don't have to go out and get a job and work on the side. Um, so you can focus on your studies and on football. I think it's huge. And so... Uh, and also the level of gratitude, like these walk-ons already go out and, and they just have to be special dudes, right? And any sport to walk on, it takes so much time, but especially football, to put in that amount of time with no financial remuneration at all, you have to have a special guy to, to do that. My sense is that this group of guys is going to be unbelievably grateful and they'll put that much more work in. They're going to go out there and give that first and second team an unbelievable look and practice and the more prepared they are going into games the more success they're going to have on the field i just think this changes the tone of everything and i think you're going to get some output out of that walk-on group and, and and don't get me wrong this was a good dedicated group anyhow they have to be to sign up for that nonsense to go out there and just get beat up every day maybe not make it out onto the field just for a dream and have to pay your own way uh, this is going to be a very grateful group that's going to even increase that level of commitment and, and play hard. I, I, I think it sends a great message to everyone on, on the squad. And, and again, I love the fact that BYU is doing something. Maybe somebody else has done something like this, but I have not heard about it. And Jeremy, I think you're right. I think BYU's BYU's leading out. It shows that they're organized, that they have a plan for this, and they're going to be on the cutting edge of what's allowable based on this NIL thing. It's going to give BYU a huge advantage. And for those wondering what the uh, big eyes emoji was this morning, it's this, and uh, it's a massive impact on the program. Okay, let's switch gears and talk about the quarterbacks. Yesterday, Kalani Sataki said that none of the three had really separated, but that he anticipates that, that will happen soon. At what point is that ideally happening so that that starting quarterback can get the maximum number of number one reps? I think, first of all, Aaron wanted to get the entire offense installed, and and my understanding is, is that, that by the end of today, they will likely have all of the packages in. And now they'll make a few tweaks and add some things specific for game weeks based on the defense they're playing. But, but the entire offense should be in by the end of today. And so, so the install process 
Um, while they were doing that, Aaron's philosophy was every quarterback needs to get equal reps so we can see how they look in each of these packages. Now that you have the whole offense in, I, I think you start to say, um, and, and by the way, they've been grading these guys every day on every single throw. Aaron can tell you uh, completion percentage, situational awareness. Like he's got marks for everything for these guys and holding them accountable for what they're doing. So now the whole package is in. I think the, the, the quarterback competition really heats up now. And, uh, and you have an opportunity to start to see some separation as the whole package is in. Um, and so that this is when it really starts. I mean, it's been ongoing. But this is when I think Aaron will start to say, okay, I'm going to give whoever it is. Let's say it's Jared. I'm going to give Jared a few more reps with the ones now, and I'm going to Jake some more with the two, or vice versa, right? This is when he starts to mess around with more reps here and more reps there to see who's the best fit. But most importantly, to see who's going to take care of the football, run the offense, and get the ball to this enormous group of skilled players with talent. BYU's never had more talent at the skill positions. The quarterback's job this year, take care of the ball, distribute it to the playmakers. And whoever can do that best is going to start against Arizona. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, former quarterback, dual threat analyst, and national champion. Blaine, I'm not sure if you heard the comments from Kyle Whittingham when he was asked to say three nice things about his rival. If you haven't, let me Ah. paraphrase, okay? He said, well, who's our rival? And the interviewer said, you know, doggone well, I'm talking about BYU. And he said, oh, the in-state game. And then he started talking about Colorado and Arizona State and USC and the things that have developed in the Pac-12 and essentially said, uh, let's just move on to the next question. What does that, what's your reaction to Kyle Whittingham not even addressing BYU as the rival for Utah? First of all, Kyle needs to remember his roots, which he does. So, <laughs> the, hey, when Utah got good, it's when all those BYU guys went up there and started to have an impact, right? <laughs> he needs to remember that when, when Utah imported BYU, they got good. <laughs> um, so, so, and, 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 and Kyle, he's one of the most competitive, fierce, um, focused guys that I know. And he's also a dear, dear friend and my old roommate, right? So, so when I treat him, even though I, you know, I think he would consider me a cougar, um, you, you know, we, we still love each other and support one another, and I'm always, and I'm always rooting for Kyle. Part of that is is to keep, you know, part of it is calculated, where it's like, no, like I don't want my guys to worry about or get too hyped up about this in-state game. It, it just needs to be treated like another game. That, you know, he, he wants them to be even-keeled and understand that they got a bunch of rivalries. they got to get up every week. And so when he speaks out like that, he's sending a message to his team, really, to, to, to not – overreact to BYU to not get too tied up in it. It's an important game, but we got other important games. And so it's really, it's really message setting. Don't, don't let Kyle fool you. A couple weeks ago before the season started, I'm out on the golf course and who do I run into playing golf together? Kyle and Kalani were out playing together. So Kyle respects Kalani. They're dear friends. He respects the program, but he's not going to say that to the media, but I, I can promise you there's, there's mutual respect there. It's like playing your brother, and you know how that goes. If you got a brother that's close in age, and you go out to play a game a horse or around the world in the driveway, you want to pound your brother more than anybody else. That's, that's Kyle's mentality. He wants to beat his brother. He loves Kalani, but he wants to beat him. I'll tell you that. 
Blaine, great insight. We appreciate the time. Uh, we'll let you get back to your drive and whatever else you have going on today and give you some karma so that you're nice and safe getting there. Thanks, you guys. Of course, I pulled over because I didn't want to drive. I want to be because you guys know the three of us, we're the safety guys on the missionary videos. I can't be the safety guy <laughs> and, and be driving while I'm on a show. So I pulled over and immediately when I pull over, never fails. A weed whacker dude starts weed whacking over here on the side and a guy with a blower behind. I'm like, come on, you got to be kidding me. So, so hopefully the weed whacker guy and the blower guy uh, did, didn't disrupt, but just know this. I want all those missionaries out there to know we're the safety guys and I pull over when we do the show. Situational awareness, Obe- my obedience. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. All right, guys. Oh, Blaine Fowler, never disappointing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's a big deal. And you're starting to see the reaction on social media of, like, how big of a deal this is. This is going to make a national splash. And and so we focused a lot on the walk-ons, but essentially the scholarship players are getting a match of the amount of, uh, you know, scholarship money for tuition. Good for them. So, like, your your Bilt Bar's matching that number, so they're getting paid even more. Walk-ons now don't have to worry about that part of it, BYU's football team players 1 to 123 are now employees of the built brand. And that first player you saw, by the way, we didn't mention him, Nick Billups, who's a transfer from Utah. He was a walk-on at Utah last year. He transferred here, and he's one of the seven quarterbacks. So there you go. Congratulations. Ah, So great. Coming up, the champ is here. Kirsten Fotu from the golf team will join us. And which post-Thanksgiving game will have the biggest impact to BYU-Utah in basketball or BYU-USC in football? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. After further review, episode two is on demand. Dave Blaine and David discuss the top returning players from 2020. Watch it on the BYU TV app and rebroadcast Saturdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Women's soccer team held its alumni game last night against the current team, a 9-2 loss against the old people. If there was an alumni hoops game that featured Jimmer Fredette, Elijah Bryant, Yoli Childs, Eric Meek, and Brandon Davies, would they beat this year's BYU team? Yes. I think in a landslide. Honestly, I think it'd be like by 12 plus. They're all... They're like, all playing professionally. Yes, they're all high-level Jimmer. He's a high level Tuesday pros, guy now. Okay? So we're talking... <laughs> yes, we're talking about the all-time... Uh, well, Tyler Haas is the all-time leading scorer, but we're, we're talking about the dude that was the National Player of the Year next to Danny Ainge. Only two have done it. You've got Yoli really? Childs. Eric Mika and Brandon Davies are all getting better in their respective professional they're leagues. Way better than they were when they played it. Before. Polished. Yeah. Yeah. Polished, experienced oh, that, professionals. That team would crush this yes. year's team. Yes. Listen, this year's team, if you feel otherwise, t- tell us. I, you should. You Maybe should. you should have a game. Let's go. Let us come and broadcast it. Let's do this. Programming idea. That would be amazing. I like that. All right, Jerem, which game on November 27th will have a greater impact on the season or seasons? BYU men's basketball on the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City at Utah. Oh, the in-state game? The in-state game? Yeah. Yeah. Or BYU football against Utah's apparent rival, USC. USC needs to be made aware of this, by the way. Uh, I still think it's football, even though it's a Utah men's basketball game. A football game with USC. I would argue that's the second biggest game of the year. If you think Utah's the first, the the toughest opponent's USC certainly, and it's a uh, renewal of the 2019 game where BYU won in overtime dramatically. 
Now, think about this. If BYU were to go and win that game against USC, what would that do nationally for BYU's brand compared to what BYU beating Utah would do in basketball in that same time frame? Like, it, it's clearly BYU-USC because of what that would mean, not just to BYU Sports Nation, but to the entire country. Like, that would yeah. send a shockwave through the college football world. Shockwave? I'm not sure about that, but yeah. What if USC's going to win the Pac-12? Yeah, anyway. It's not that hard, right? Utah's done it a bunch. Coming up, whatever happened with the Dax Milne eBay card yesterday? And Kirsten Foto will join us fresh off her Utah Open Championship. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, watch the 15th ranked BYU women's soccer team as the Cougars host. We were staying in an exhibition match, 9 Eastern, on the BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. And BYU TV. Uh, that's true. Both. On BYU TV. Joining us now on BYU TV and BYU Radio as part of our national simulcast is Utah Open champion and BYU women's golf standout Kirsten Fotu. Do we need to address you now as just champion? Is that what we should call you? I mean, if you want to, but no, Kirsten's good. good. I think we do. Kirsten the champ. I I, I like that. Um, Congratulations on winning the Utah Open. This wasn't just against amateurs. There were some professionals, you know, uh, out of college competing in this. What was it like to win that? Um, It meant a lot. Um, A couple years ago, I won the Utah State Amateur, which is just the – amateurs in all of Utah so yeah it was pretty cool to be able to compete against professionals as well and to be able to win that so I'm always fascinated by how golfers in the highest pressure moments handle that pressure and continue to perform at a high level so when you're getting down to the wire and you are understanding that okay I can legitimately win this thing how do you stay in the moment and not let the pressure get to you um Honestly, we work on this a lot with um, just within our team during the season and just kind of focus on things that work for us as players. For me, I like to focus. Well, my main thing is every tournament, I just say shot by shot, like just take it shot by shot, hole by hole and not get too outcome oriented. So I feel like that's what I tried to do pretty well um, in the tournament. And, and um, yeah, I ended up working in the end. So, yeah, just focusing literally just one shot at a time and what I need to execute at that moment. Thanks to Randy Dodson for the pictures. He always gives us the great golf pictures. We love Randy. Uh, okay, where do you fit athletically in your family? Let's walk through this. Your dad played football at Ricks in Montana State. Your sister, volleyball mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. Sister, Salu, uh, golf at BYU. Your brother, Garrett, golf at Minnesota. Brother, Isaac, football at Dixie. Holy shnikes, Kirsten. Yeah, um, so I'm actually the middle of 13 kids. I'm number seven. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess most of us are – all of us play, play sports, um, which is pretty fun. We're a pretty um, competitive family, as you can imagine. But, uh, yeah, it's been – I mean, we have football. We have volleyball, track. Some of my younger brothers run track. Um, golf, obviously. So, yeah, it's been good. It's been Are good. you the best golfer in the family at the moment? <laughs> you know, I am, but it's because um, my older siblings – are kind of retired right now. <laughs> Did they retire because you're good? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe I retired. They're like, we can't, they're like, we can't hang on this. We're I'm out. What, what's, uh, what's home life like with 13 children 
and all of those practices and games? Um, I mean, it's, it's winded down a lot more these last couple of years because all the people older than me or all my siblings older than me are married and have their own families and live on their own. But then um, it's still pretty wild too. I mean, my mom's running around to three different practices for three of my younger siblings and then trying to come watch me compete, watch my brother compete on um, Fridays at Lone Peak High School for football. So, yeah, it can get pretty wild, but um, definitely not as wild as it has been in the past just because we're all. <laughs> Kirsten Fotu, Utah Open champion and BYU women's golf standout with us on BYU Sports Nation. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a relation to Tony Finau. So with that uh, collaboration in effect, what kind of tips, if at all, has he given to you? Yeah, so we um, – we grew up playing with him and his brother Gipper. He's obviously older, my or ten years older than I am. So he grew up more with my older siblings, and um, his dad is the one who kind of started us to golf. He kind of got my dad to start us when we were really young. So I mean, yeah, it's he's he's great. Um, we're pretty close. He always tells me never to hesitate to reach out to him, and it's been really cool to learn from him through his experience. He has a lot of experience for sure. <laughs> so yes, he does. It's been great. Awesome. Kirsten, for a long time on the PJ Tour, at least on the men's side, there was like one Polynesian. It was Vijay Singh, a Fijian. Now we're seeing Tony Finau and others uh, play the game of golf, which is awesome. On the women's side, um, what's golf like uh, in terms of growth among uh, Polynesians and uh, other minorities? I mean, it's definitely growing for sure. We um, all growing up, I was at, it was actually just me and Naomi Soifua and Lila Naliai, who are my teammates here at BYU. But um, it's crazy because nowadays we'll go out to any public course and we see a lot more Polynesians starting their kids in golf, which is super cool because you never saw that growing up. It was always all their kids would play like volleyball or football because, you know, we're all a lot bigger than <laughs> most of these other golfers. But um, yeah, so it's it's definitely growing. Um, LPGA is growing as well, um, especially Americans. It's cool to see a lot of these Americans be at the top as well. And so hopefully see a couple of Polynesians there in the future as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have some American representation in a sport that's been largely dominated by South Koreans. Okay. So I'm, I'm, (laughs) uh, yeah, I'm fully for supporting this. All right. uh, Mm -hmm. Let's uh, finish with this. The momentum that you take from this championship and Leela takes from uh, winning her championship. How does this impact BYU's women's golf team moving forward into the season? Um, Yeah, it's very exciting for sure. I think the main thing right now is just, we got to keep, keep going off of this momentum, keep working, um, keep dialing in things that are working and sharpening things that are maybe need a little more sharpening. But yeah, I think it should be, uh, it should help our team a lot as we go into fall season. And yeah, I mean, golf's, golf's crazy. You can play good one day and then really rough the next day. So that's the thing is we just got to keep working and um, it should help our fall season for sure. Okay. Champion. Thank you for joining us on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You got it. Here's some photo with us on BYUSN. That's uh, awesome. And and I love that the the game's growing among Polynesian players. That's awesome. Hey, one key it. cog in a great women's golf program right now. Absolutely. Okay, coming up, new big man on campus. And your elite voice. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast. Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day. What do you think of Kyle Whittingham's remarks about BYU or the in-state game and the rivalry or lack of rivalry in his mind? (laughs) He knows it's a rivalry. He just wanted to talk about which rivalry. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Tahaddon. Okay. Utah has moved up to the Pac-12. Two undefeated seasons. Those were before the Pac-12, right? Yep. Two years ago in the Pac-12 championship game, and they still, they are just the other team in the Holy War. <laughs> is, that a, is that a BYU perspective, I guess? No, just, I don't think so. Just I, the, I, I, they're not just the other team. They're, they're Utah. That's a big rivalry. It's great. I love the rivalry. Like, a massive part of BYU fandom is uh, wanting to beat Utah. There are other things, of course, to play for. Conference so I, championships and other sports. Here's, not here's my football. question. Has there ever, ever in the history of the rivalry been a greater desire for BYU fans to beat Utah than right now? Hard to gauge, but the desire is really high. <laughs> yeah. Every year I want to beat Utah. I don't care how crappy Utah is. I don't care if BYU's crappy. Yeah. Like, I want to beat Utah. I don't care. Like, one of the greatest games in rivalry history was 2000. Neither team was going to a bowl game. Didn't matter. Just straight up. Lavelle's last miracle. It's amazing. And if replay had happened, you would have won that game. Today's rise and shout-outs presented by Mount America Credit Union, the official credit union of the BYU Cougars. Well, Brandon Bradley's knee was down, so it's a wash. (laughs) Yeah, nice. I love it. It's all good. Atiki Ali Atiki uh, flew from Toronto, landed in Salt Lake last night. He'll be a member of the men's basketball team. Uh, Super excited to have him. Yeah, yes. Okay, I want to give one to uh, those hardy BYU fans that outbid us on the Dax Milne rookie card, which, by the way, is now up to 1850 with still five days and six hours to go. Every other Dax Milne rookie card, by the way, now has multiple bids on it. Nice. And it was 99 cents when we started bidding, so we shouldn't have mentioned that here because all of you <laughs> took it away. All right, thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Kirsten Foto. Started Dennis bid in no time. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Built Bar and all of the walk-ons that are receiving yeah. money. So cool. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs.